want to speak and, and I've spoken in the past in a similar way. But every, every time, every meeting, as long as one is prepared, it comes out different. You may, you, may, you may go back to the same message, but it comes out different. Now, if you're listening, you're paying attention, I've heard people say this over the years, that, Pastor, I've never heard you say that. That was so impactful to me. It was, I heard it. I say, it's not like I've not said it. I've said it many times, but finally you heard it. Now you stopped hearing from these ears and you, you received it by revelation in your spirit. That, that's what changes lives. Unless you receive it by revelation, it has no impact on your life. And therefore I'm, I'm speaking about uh, in his presence, in his presence. of several young people here, but all of us compared to the Lord, we are young. But... <laughs> But when you are, when you truly are touched by his presence, everything changes in your life. And the thing is, is this, that you will want to know more of his presence. And you will crave for that to be upon you all the time, wherever you go, and be aware of it and be conscious of it. One thing that after I gave my life to Christ and and I was touched by God's presence. The first things that I experienced so deeply in my heart was that peace. That was, that was impactful. That peace, now, now think about this. I looked for that peace for a long time. I was only 23, but I longed for that peace. And I couldn't find it in any other place. I couldn't find it in alcohol. I couldn't find it in other things that you can fill the blanks. I'm a new creation, so don't identify myself with any of those things of the past. But I couldn't find in any of those things. And, and finally, one evening, 21st of June, 1996, in the night, for the first time I've repented of my sins, and then I've touched by that, that peace. It's so precious to me, listen to me, it's so precious to me, that's what has kept me from sinning. I don't go out looking for sin. Because I value that peace inside of me. When a believer is not experiencing that peace on a daily basis, it's because, so, for so many reasons, several reasons, but they're not conscious of God's presence and it's open a door to sin, that they are no longer convicted of their sin by the Holy Spirit. But when you, 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 you guard that peace, an example, I can... I can even answer some, someone, and it's like, ouch, I ought not to have said that. And you see, that will heal every marriage relationship. If husband and wife walked that way, you, you understand? But, 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 but think about this. It's so precious that, again, you cannot get it from any other place except from the presence of God. And that peace actually is an indication of God's presence upon you and around you. It can increase. It can increase. You can, you can even, it, it opens up a door for us to hear the voice of God and to hear the directions of God. And, and since we, we come in like to, to prayer, that to be accurate in our pursuit of God. <laughs> I 
was thinking. I got a text from my a cousin of mine just thought about of uh, when I was, you know, when I got, uh, I got born again. But I haven't seen her for years. She lives in the U.S. Uh, and, and she says this. She saw something on status. So she, 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 list, she started on my sister's status. So she, she, she sent that to me. She said, oh, my brother, my pastor. I even cried. Because, you see, she hasn't seen me for many years. And she sent me just this evening. She said this. This is really God. I just remembered where, where you came from, how you came to my office with the rasters on your head. <laughs> oh, she remembered in 1994, 1995. And she said, you came with rasters on your head. Then one day you came to inform me that you, you got saved. Then you visited me in Langato occasionally, would, would sit outside, share, and encourage each other. Then I came to visit your church and introduced me to Tina. Before you broke any, any news to me, I asked, is this the gift? Yeah? Is, is this the girl, your wife to be? You, you asked me, how do I know? I, I told you my spirit bears witness. You came now again to visit me in Langat, and you, tell me, you told me that you are planning to get married. See what God can do. And then he said this, international preacher now, we have come a long way, I've prescribed in your channel. <laughs> I remember. Then I said, oh, Jemima, don't make me cry. <laughs> I said, I went in an office with rasters on my head. <laughs> then I got born again. Now, nowadays you all can have those things on your head. But then it was for crazy people. <laughs> it was for crazy people. If you had those, you know that you smoke some ganja. <laughs> and nowadays it's kind of style and all that. Now we... So anyway, but that's God. <laughs> that's the goodness of God changing our lives. One of the most precious possessions we have is the call of our Heavenly Father into His presence. That's precious. I know naturally you may think like if the president told you that you can come to my, to my to status anytime. And he tells everyone. He said, he can come to my house, you can come to my to status anytime, and whatever she, she, needs, she needs to be given. Now you'll be excited, but it will be for five years. Or if he's going for another five years, it will be for ten years. Or he may change since you insulted UDA. <laughs> and stop that completely. You, you understand? Man changes. But I'm telling you, one of the greatest possessions, precious possessions we have is the call of our Heavenly Father into His presence. That door is open forever. To whosoever. It's not temporary. It's not based on a term. It's not based on a UDA or on lack of weight. It's, it's forever. It's just open. He says this in Hebrews 4.16. That, that let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. That's, what, that's, that's an invitation. That's the preciousness of the Father. And you know what he says? Let's go to, to Acts 10. Oh, this, this is precious to me. In that Acts 10. 
in Acts 10 verse 34, Peter said this. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. I was giving an example of if, if you go to the president, he says that you can come anytime and anything and anytime and be given anything and into, into the state house. Uh, until you insult the party. And then that door closes. That means there's partiality. <laughs> if you didn't support me, you don't have my privilege. You, you understand this partiality. But God says this, he shows no partiality. But in every nation, oh, that's wonderful. But in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. I can experience his presence all the time. All the time. Let's go to John 14. Let me read it from the Amplified Version. Classic. John 14, verse 23. Jesus answered, If a person really loves me, if a person really loves me, he will keep my word. He'll do what? He'll obey my teaching. And my Father will love him and will come to him and make our abode, our home, special dwelling place with him. As presence. His word is the truth. What he says he'll do is do exactly that. As his presence, church. That God says, I'll come and, and be with you and make my home and, and, make, and make our home. Zal not even come alone. We'll make our home, we'll make our board. We'll, we'll have, you, you'll be a special dwelling place with you. Peter, Peter asked in that Mount of Transfiguration, he said, let's stay here and put your tabernacle, one for you, one for, for Moses, and one for Elijah. Just three. Let, let's stay here. But, but Jesus said this, I'll come and dwell in you and with you. The Father, he says, in fact, the Father, and my Father will love him, and we him and the Father will come to him and make our home aboard special dwelling place with him. What does that mean, church? The presence of God is open to his people. That's our greatest possession. If you think about the children of Israel in the wilderness, God says this, I will be on during the day, I will be over you as a pillar or uh, as a cloud. And at night as a pillow of fire. That as long as they saw that murmuring, complaining people, God says he still was with them all through. But we have a better covenant where God says, I will come and I will make my home 
our home, abode, special dwelling place with him. We ought to, live, to believe the word. If we believe the word, we'll never say, God, why have you forsaken me? We'll never pray as if we are trying to enter in. We'll be more conscious of his presence, and the more we are conscious of it, the more it manifests upon our lives. I found myself over the few years now, especially for years, I've told people, even who don't know the presence of God, now I'm coming over to you. If you allow me, I'm going to lay hands on you and you'll experience the presence of God. What am I targeting? To be impacted by that presence that the, all the cravings for natural things just vanish and they start craving for His presence. People are seeking for something. But believers, we ought to know that we have an access to the Father through the blood of Jesus Christ. And through his word, he's given us, he's shown us the way for us to experience his presence on a daily basis, wherever we go. Not just in church. Listen, not when we are singing only. We ought to. Not only when we are lifting our hands, but every day of our lives. Every place we go to. We are aware of his presence. What will happen? We'll see many doors open. We'll see more faith. In, in, in that amplified classic version. Let, let me read from the New King James, Psalm 512. Psalm 512. Psalm 512. Let's start from verse 11. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. And you're just there. Are we acting on the one? <laughs> let all those rejoice. Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. And you're just there. Amen. Praise God. Now, 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 now. Please, please, please. You who was saying it was called in June, July. Keep your mouth shut now. All right? Because you started talking too much. It became hot last week. Now you've kept your mouth shut. It started becoming cold nicely for us. So please keep your mouth shut. Don't say it's cold. All right? Put on your jacket. <laughs> Some of us are enjoying this week already. Oh, last week I felt like, God, this is too much. But I'm thankful. So it's been, was it yesterday, today? And this looks, this is fine. This is good. Keep your mouth shut. You who, who feel cold many times. Put your blanket on top of yourself and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> now, but let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Hallelujah. Let them ever shout for joy. <laughs> Why is that so? Because you defend them. You defend them. Let those who, who let those also who love your name be joyful in you, verse twelve. For you, O oh Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. Right there, that's an open door. Right there, the Lord surround us as with a shield. 
What happens? You go to places, he says, like he told Cyrus in that Isaiah 45.3, he told Davis Kimori on 22nd of August 1997, that Isaiah 45.3, I'll go before you and make the crooked places straight. I'll go before you and make the crooked places straight. That's the same God, he's never changed. Now, do you think about this? If you have his presence around you, you'll go to places. He surround you with favor. With favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Wherever you go, then you have it around you. There's nothing like his presence. It's precious. <clears throat> we make some statements here. When you truly experience his presence, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. I was touched by his presence as a sinner. And, and, and really, it did something inside of me. There are things that really mattered in my life. They didn't matter anymore. We operate from a higher realm of existence that the world does not know. If we, if we truly we pursue the Lord and pursue his presence on a daily basis, we operate from a higher realm of existence that the world does not know. And never before I'm seeing people in need. And ever before. In the natural, people are suffering. You see people in need. And, and in reality, um, understand this. Many people talk to them and they, are, they tell you their problem is money. Understand that. But in many times it's not. Now, with, with no, 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 just think about anything. If it's happened, say, yeah, God is helping all of us. But, but, but think about this. When you open a, a door for borrowing, it becomes a cycle. I know, and, the law, and, and borrow, borrowing is not sin. You understand? Because the Bible says this, you will be, think about this, borrowing is not sin. Because the Bible says this, you will be a lender, not a borrower. So if God says that borrowing is sin, so it seems like if you are lending, then you are making others sin. You understand? It's not sin. But, but, but I'm, I'm showing you of a cycle that one can get into unless you really be sensitive. Lord, I want to break that cycle. And you always be gracious and help people. God wants us to operate into a higher level of operations, or so to speak, of, of laws, of prosperity, of faith, of unity, of love that the world does not know. Always the law, the spiritual laws supersedes the natural laws. You should write that down, down and meditate on that. Always spiritual laws supersede the natural laws. Spiritual laws supersede natural laws. Why is that so? Because the realm of the spirit 
is you, you've heard people say like uh, I've posted that on the realm of the spirit let me, let me finish that statement first the realm of the spirit is a source or the I'll, for lack of a better word I'll use this is the root of the natural laws does that, does that make is that comprehensible in other words, things that we see in the natural realm came from the realm of the spirit. You are also a spirit. That the moment you come out of your body, that you, your body cannot exist without you. And I made a statement years ago, and I can, I can go back to the word and validate that. I made a statement years ago that the realm of the spirit can exist without the realm of the, the natural, the physical natural realm, but the natural realm cannot exist without the spiritual realm. I can go to the scriptures and, and read scripture after another to show you that this is true. Uh, okay, let me give you an example of that. You are a spirit being. You have a soul and live in a body. The moment you come out of that body, the body cannot exist without the spirit. However, your spirit, of course, with your soul, will exist without the natural body. Because the realm of the spirit can exist without the, the natural realm, but the natural realm cannot exist without the spiritual realm. So in, in essence, then, we need to be conscious of the spiritual realm of our existence that influences on a daily basis the natural realm. When you operate that way, then his promises become a reality. His promises become a reality. How can this be a reality? How can the word of God be a reality? How can everything that he says become a reality? When you start meditating on it. When you just keep quiet and muse and meditate and say some words of faith from the scripture, it becomes a reality. Because you can have too much of it in your head, but it's never really impacted your spirit, man. And when, it, when, when we meditate, we meditate on that word of God until it becomes a reality. Do you know what it brings with it? His presence. His presence. His manif the manifestation of his presence upon our lives. But it comes through meditation. I'll show you some things which you've heard me say over and over again, but I'm going to repeat them again. We break through the lies of the enemy. And then we can hear the voice of our Heavenly Father clearly guiding us. That's what his presence does. Anyone who's ever had a supernatural encounter that you know that was supernatural? Anyone? You know that was supernatural encounter? Oh, okay, good. Keep your hand up. Don't now hide it under you. <laughs> Don't sit on your hand now since I picked the microphone. What, what is it that you ever know that that was such a supernatural encounter? This one? My healing. Your healing. Yeah, if you remember there was a time I was suffering uh, some I think you can stand because oh, of that. that, that okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh -huh. 
Yeah, so I was suffering. I didn't. I thought it certainly was COVID, but it was. I, I refused to be tested. But I really was going through this terrible pain, and and especially in the head. And when I went to the doctor, I mean, I was when I go to the hospital, I had to be uh, injected immediately just to ease the pain. Then they spoke about that you had COVID. I said, no, we need to test this. I said, no, it doesn't make, make the difference. But then I got this med- medication, I think, for almost two weeks. When, when I went home, I took them for two days. But I would wake up very early in the morning just to pray in tongues. And the third day, as I was praying in tongues, I, I just felt the presence of God in an amazing way. And in my heart, I had your healed. And I don't know how to explain it, Pastor. I threw away all the medicine. Yeah. All the medicine. That was the third day. And that was the end of it. Yeah. I, when, and when, I, yeah. when you know it, you know it. You know it. So I Been knew it was it. an yeah. experience. It yeah. was a, a supernatural encounter that healed me. And I, you couldn't tell me I'm not healed. I knew I was healed, I and that what, was it. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Praise God. Anyone else? In a spiritual encounter, and you had an angel visiting you. and Really? I mean, those things are real. Anyone that you remember? Now hands went down. Now you sat on your hands and said to I picked up the microphone. <laughs> Samuel, are you lifting up your hand? Is it Samuel? Yeah. You're lifting up your hand? Come over here. You have to give me a crown of gold for knowing your names. <laughs> I said, I know Miriam, I know Abigail. You see that? Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for me, it was uh, these girls of uh, Chakos. So, uh, let me speak in Kiswahili. Okay, that's fine. So, nilikon me experience gas ya maka jiko. Okay, okay. So I was cooking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So after a while, nilikona feel too kicho vibaya. Siku join hot was long. Then after that, I slept. But kicho badu iliko inauma. But immediately before 3 a.m., that is where I woke up. And I, uh, for that, I experienced it's not my energy to wake up. It's an angel who woke me up because iliko ime many affect kabisa cause almost to die and uh, I used to say so let me get this summer yeah. uh, right let me get this right was it that you had a charcoal burner in the room yeah oh okay so you left it on yeah so you're inhaling carbon monoxide yeah okay all right I wanted to understand that yeah and so it you... was it was a single room so yeah. there was no akukona yeah Good ventilation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I, for me, for the first time, I thought it's um, some mosquitoes maybe affecting me. So, <laughs> I closed every part of the. Yani akuna mwanya nilibakisha. So, uh, at three, I experienced the like it's not me, but it's the, an angel of God that woke me up, and uh, I went outside. So after I went outside, I don't know what happened. I fell down in the floor, so I didn't remember what happened there. After a little while, I saw myself now. It's like I'm coming back. 
to your body. Like, uh, you are being out yeah, of your body. Yeah, now I'm coming back. So I experienced that uh, it was like, a, yeah, that's an experience. When was that? Uh, 2021. 2021. Yeah. That's the mass of God. And really, th- that to be awakened, that's fine. You can go and sit here. To be awakened, now that carbon monoxide inhaling it the whole night in a single room, that's a killer by itself. But to be awakened, it's like Peter in prison, and you walk outside, when you walk out, you came outside. At least there, even if you're fallen, you can still breathe fresh air, you know. That's the mass of God and the grace of God. And I, I believe that what you say, it's like an angel woke you up. Yes, that's true. That's the mass of God. Because that's death. You, you breathe all that for, for the whole night. That, that's really equals to death. God is good. Let me, you say like, supernatural, supernatural, yeah. How did you get born again? That was supernatural. Whether you, you came here to the altar and just kept quiet. That was supernatural. You became a new creation. There's no bigger miracle than that. That was so supernatural. Then, but when, when, when we are aware of his presence, God's presence, you break through the lies of the enemy. And then we can hear the voice of our Father clearly guiding us. I, I like this one. We are, we are way above, we become way above, or we live way above the noise and confusion of the realm controlled by the devil. Did you hear that? We, we become way above, or we, we exist way above the, the realm of no, uh, above the noise and confusion of this realm controlled by the demonic. The world is confusing. The spirit of the world is confusing. But when you start experiencing the presence of God and we are in that presence of God, we're able to tell the lies of the enemy. And what follows next is this. We, we are way above. This, this, is, this amazes me of Jesus, how much he was aware of the presence of the Father and the presence of the Holy Spirit, even in a crowd. Who touched me? So, <laughs> this being noise all around. People teach, touching you. What do you mean by that? You're touching you, man. Uh, kind of like there was an attitude there. If you read the scriptures, you can see like there was an attitude. You say, who touched me? Can you imagine being aware of God's presence in a crowd that they are actually thronging you but you are just aware of that presence of the Father and you can ask who touched me that's amazing that's amazing how many times you all when you go to a wedding you you even now not aware of God (laughs) sorry (laughs) but 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 many times in a crowd, people throw away their spirituality. That's the point. They're not aware of God's presence. After you've danced in the evening, that's when you say, Oh, Father, if there's anything I've said which is bad, Father, forgive me. Are you saying many? God was not in your thoughts. <laughs> I got born again after some time. I told you my home, we laughed at people. 
If you came and had a cup of tea, that moment you left, we'll not call you Martin again. We'll have a name for you. Uh, we did. We baptized people all through demonically. We had names for people. I mean, we can talk about them and they had no idea. And then, so I give my life to Christ and one of the spirits that came out of me was that. People could check out. It's a scorny, mocking spirit. But that's exactly how it was addressed. People could check out. <laughs> so then I, I, I go back. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost and my life really is changing. And, and, and I'll go back home. And you know, we gather together. And we had fun doing that. We had fun. Demonic fun. <laughs> and, and, and we go back and they can say something. And I turn and just look at them. And, I, and they start realizing I wasn't part of it. And you know what? It died out in my family. It really did. Literally it did. Because I look, I look and I, I'll turn and I look as... And they realize my look is different. And remember this, I've been delivered from it, then I, therefore I carried authority. So that spirit was no longer in my family. But it was part of us. I'm, I'm literally, we could talk like until midnight. But my bro- stories and, and laughing at people, the, what they did. That's terrible. <laughs> We know, we will know true peace. We will know his love and his care. It's only in his presence. And remember the scripture we read again, Psalm 95, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. So I'll be speaking a little bit of that. Uh, we, when, when you know how to enter into his presence, we are assured of who he is in our lives. And when you know who he is in our lives, we, we start realizing who we are in him. It's not just who he is in our lives, but who, who we are in him. And, and it's like, oh, Father, you've loved me. You've loved me. You've loved me. You've loved me. Thank you for loving me. That's his presence. And, and then, um, so we, we start, when you realize of who, who he is in our lives, we start experiencing, we start knowing more who we are in him. And therefore his presence becomes worthy, craving for, than anything else. His presence becomes worthy, craving for, than anything else. I was looking at a little Tina just this evening. She came, I think one of our, our classmates. Uh, today was her birthday. So she came with a cake, piece of cake. And it has ice on it. So, so she, what is it? It's, it's ice. Yeah, it's ice. Yeah. Then, then she, she, she comes and she said, Bob, did you test this? And, you know, test. And I said, that's fine. And then I, I test a little bit and I think, Anything is sugar. <laughs> I don't care for it. I mean, but for her, that's a big thing. And then she's eating that icing. And I say, Tina, don't eat too much of that icing. It's too sugary. But she's she's just smiling at that that care. 
I don't say, that, that's too much sugar, Gina. And, and then she eats, and she says, Babu dear, can I eat this icing? I say, go ahead. She ate the all of it. Now, how is a big deal? But see, my craving is not a piece of cake. See, the presence of God becomes worth it craving for than anything else. Now, it becomes like that icing and cake of little tin. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> Not to me. Oh, it's wonderful. As presence. Listen, then it says, nothing is satisfying outside his presence. I was praying for a certain gentleman today. I knew him in high school. I was in Form 4, he was in Form 2. So he came to see me. Uh, and then asked, he had, a, he had a, a need. I said, that's fine. That's, I'll help you with that. But I want to pray for you. And then I pray for you. You're going to experience his presence. Going to be touched by his presence. He did. And of course, God delivered. By that same presence... And he said, I'll be coming this church with my wife. I've never felt this way. Never, ever, ever, ever. Come on. And you know, there's ones that he doesn't have any expression. <laughs> he doesn't know how to express. How he felt. He said, I've never felt this way before. I said, that's his presence. I'm going to tell my wife. Imagine your husband coming home. We must go there. So that's a good place to go to. Amen. But, but, but look at this. What, what impacted him was his presence. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm a believer first. The pastoral part comes, comes with other things and responsibility. But you're supposed to have that presence on a daily basis. Everywhere you go, your place of work, that people can know you have a presence, not by many things that you say, but because of the manifestation. He'll come and make the home abode with you. But look at this, which, which is very important. Like anything else. An example. I'll give you an example. An example. Uh, I see. If I say, let's squat several times, probably some of you tomorrow want to walk out. Is that so? <laughs> you will wake up. Yeah, you squat a lot. Okay. But there are people that you won't be able to wake up just because you squatted. You, you, you understand? Huh? I wonder what you do when you visit uh, up country. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I wonder what you do when you visit up, up country. No wonder your going there has been less and less. <laughs> yeah, but look at this. People won't be able to squat. Why can't you give like an example? I do this, they call lunges, and you can go. This which really affect you. So you see, I can do them over and over again because I do them. You, you understand? But someone tomorrow, ah, 
<laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, I do squats with a, a little tennis, about 20 kilos. So I have it on my shoulders that I can do like 25. I'm, I'm strengthening my calves and my hamstrings. The older you become, the more you need to strengthen even the hip muscles and all that. That's very, very important. Now, for your mobility, you've noticed people growing old, and then they, they, they can have, have you noticed that? You think they wanted? They didn't do what was supposed to be done. <laughs> you still, you'll still, even when Pastor Carl comes here, you'll see her walking this way. Pastor Carl just walks fast. She's standing 75 next month. But she's exercised. She's, she does something to keep herself up. She doesn't run kilometers, but she, she knows, especially the stretches. She's so good at them. Now look at this thing. In all that, you will not know the presence of God if you don't practice His presence. You practice His presence. You practice entering in by faith until you are conversant with His parts. I'm not saying that you'll know everything about God. Never will we. But you are conversant. You are aware. You, you, can, you can sit with people and you, you start talking with them because you are aware of God's presence. You've, you've practiced entering into his presence. You can know some things. You can know some things. You will know. You will know by practicing. He made someone or three, verse 7, he made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. You will start the ways of God such being revealed to you. There's an aspect that you know. And when you do some things, you will know that will provoke his presence. And you don't have to close your eyes for a hundred minutes. You just be aware. You can walk in in your blessings alone. I thank you. And he sends his presence. I thank you. What am I supposed to do? I remember one night, probably one me say this, those who have been here for a long time. I don't know what had happened during that day, but many years ago, it should be in the 90s. It should be 98, 90, it should be 98. And, and, uh, I really felt low. You know, feeling just low. Was, and uh, I boarded in Matatu, number six. I lived in uh, Blango Kubo. And I boarded in Matatu going home. And the mercy of God, when I got to Pangani Police Station, something dropped in my heart. By the mercy of God, not because I was looking for it. But the master of God, my head was just full of things. And then all of a sudden, I started thinking about the Lord and I felt his presence. And it's like all of a sudden there are like songs in my heart. I'm about to alight now. When I alighted, we alighted three of us. There was the first one who alighted, and then I was the second one alighted, and the third one, as we walked a little bit, 
I saw the, I had a commotion behind me and I saw the one is being mugged is, I mean, by, by several men, young men. And I turn and at the front, that one is also being mugged. And I'm standing in the middle. I was amazed by his mercy. I could not imagine how I felt during the day and then to be again strangled. You know the way they do people in the, in the, in the evening? That could have destroyed me. I mean, when, when they put that, the, whatever they put over here, and they put it around the, the neck, I mean, a person falls down like a, a, a headless chicken. It's terrible. Even when they're released, they have no balance. Because remember, the blood has been affected, the flow of blood to the brain, and it's all of a sudden, it's just so demonic. And I saw those two. And I was left standing. What did I do? I didn't rush running. But sure enough, I accelerated a little bit. <laughs> really, I did. I said, I'm not going to stay around here. This guy. I do inside. But then I was, the Lord reminded me of, I fixed my, my mind and my heart on him, even in the time that I'd felt trouble, and his presence came upon me to protect him. That was not a coincidence. His presence will separate you from the attacks of the enemy, will shield you, like what we say, he, he will be around you, us with a shield. Surround you, us with a shield. His presence is worth craving for. So the, the, the aspect of it that I'm saying so important is, is that practice in his presence. You, you can come, you can open your Bible. You, you can open your Bible and just be there. And you can go. Example that Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And then after that, you, you read those scriptures and you just be still and say, Lord, I bless you. I bless you. Until it starts becoming real from your heart. What are you doing? You're practicing His presence. Rather than like you are, you are having a machine gun in your mouth. Bless the Lord of my soul and all that is in me. Don't forget my, my benefits. You understand? <laughs> but, but when you do that, remember seeking those who worship him in spirit and in truth. You, you realize that you started, bless the Lord of my soul. And, but the more you, you linger there, the deep is coming from your heart. It starts becoming in spirit and in truth. And you start realizing, yes, sir, I bless you. I bless you. And I forget not all your benefits. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and you, you practice that alone. And, and you can be sometimes just, just singing those songs of, 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 of just adoration to him. I love you, Father. Or even say, I love you. Until it's just coming out of your heart, the true love for him. Until you start thinking about his goodness. You see, now you're practicing there, his presence. What happens then, 
the ungratitude and, and the complaining just leaves you. The, the complaints leave you. And instead realizing, I'm more thankful to God for what he's done for me than anything else. Now you're practicing his presence because you can't enter into his presence without what? Thanksgiving. Then what follows next? I worship you. <laughs> and, and when you say it now, it's become a reality. I worship you. Ooh, the reason I live, and it's true to you, is, is, is to worship you. Ooh, you're practicing his presence. It becomes his when you go to a meeting. Becomes easy, listen, when you face a situation in front of you, you have known how to hide in his presence. You have known how to depend on him to help you. The first thing will be, Lord, what do you say concerning this situation? Please let me know. He made known his ways to Moses, Psalm 103, verse 7. He asked to the children of men, what will happen as you practice his presence? You will walk in the path. You walk in the paths of life depending on the Lord. And it becomes easier for you to enter in his presence. When trouble comes, you know where to hide. You know where to hide. I'll give you an example. Again, practicing his presence. On Friday night, electricity went off in your house. I know that. <laughs> but if you are being out, when you entered in, you'll know exactly where to go to, to get your matchbox, or whatever you get. You know your bedroom. You know the way the bed is positioned. <laughs> you know, while, if you're with someone else, you know, they, they, there's a way that you enter from the main door, and you know the way, even if you close your eyes. Because of that table you put at the door. <laughs> you know exactly. Well, if you came with a, with a friend, you say, watch out, watch out, please follow me. Follow, try following me the way I'm going. There's a table there. If you don't go right, it will knock your knee. You are seeing, yet there's no light. You are conversant with the place because you dwell there. When you practice the presence of God, it becomes easy for you to enter in. Even if it's so dark in your life, you know how to enter in and experience the light of God. You'll always know that. They give you a report and you say, Lord, I know where to hide. 
Look at the kings in the in the in the in the in uh, first kings, second kings, and and, and chronicles. Kings who are righteous. When any time when, if trouble came, they knew exactly where to go. Uh, King Joseph had said that in King in uh, in in uh, Second Chronicles twenty. He says, "Lord, we are surrounded. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you." Why we've depended on you for a long time. So when trouble comes in, we know where to hide. But if you don't. You'll send on WhatsApp. You form a group of prayer. You'll post on Facebook with the tears. You know the way they do those emojis of tears. Like, I'm in trouble. Pray! <laughs> People do all those kind of things. <laughs> you don't know some believers. When you post that, they say, and I'm going to post that, and I'm going to post that, so you, you release more warfare <laughs> than you think you are getting any help. But when you, you've known that path, when it's dark, you will see. And you'll come to that place in his presence, and his light shines through you, and you're able to see every place. Every place. Why is that so? Because you've practiced. You've practiced and practiced and practiced. It's worth practicing. It's worth practicing. You, when you practice his presence, you'll ever have that assurance that things are working out for your good all the time. Things look so bad, but you're not. I was praying for some uh, some areas uh, recently, and in the natural, they didn't look so good. But when I entered into his presence, I just felt his peace. I just felt his peace. And I started realizing also I'd, I'd carried a burden which was not mine. You know, you can deal with the people and they're not doing what they're supposed to do and you keep telling them do and they're not supposed to they're not doing what they're supposed to and you start realizing, you start thinking like and that's a lie of the name, is it me who's failing? No, they're not obeying and, and the Lord starts showing me no, 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 no they have a will they have a will I can do as much as a pastor I even don't know what you're going to eat tonight, unless I prophesy you're going to eat githeri, no, just <laughs> I just don't know what, what you're going to eat tonight. I, I, I just don't know. But listen this. You can take principles and, and practice them. And, and, and use them wherever you go. You can come for a prayer of agreement. And we can do as much as we can do. As a, uh, we can do for you as a pastoral team. But listen this. God, even himself, has already done everything for you. He's not going to take a banana from a banana plant and, and peel it and make you swallow it and chew it for you like your grandmother used to do and, 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 and put it in your mouth. <laughs> Those years when people are growing, uh, the grandmothers, they, they'll chew like bananas for their little grandchildren. Oh. But we made it. No wonder we are so wise. <laughs> we have some grandmother's saliva. <laughs> Wisdom. <laughs> 
As young people pray, we've never had that. But when you practice his presence, you are ever, you'll ever have that assurance that things out are working out for you are good. Even when it doesn't look like anything is working out. Listen, this is not an assumption. It's a knowing. It's not an assumption. It's just a knowing. Things are working out for my good. You're not assuming anything. The things look terrible. But you know in your heart. Of what believers say, and, and you can tell they don't have faith. But I've seen believers say some things. Things look so bad and say, Pastor, I know it. And I say, you don't have to tell me. I can tell you know it. You know, a person is operating in faith and uh, you know, you, you'll hear them. The other one can confess a hundred times. I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. You know, now that's not even faith in there. But there's someone say, you know what, a pastor, I just know it. I've come to a place now, just thank God with me. This has broken through. That's an attitude. That's, that's a knowing. It's not an assumption. It's a knowing. Let me give you three things, that, four things. I've said them over and over again. But because you've heard me say them over and over again does not mean that you've caught them. Because the Lord ministered to me through his spirit years ago, and I asked him, and how that has helped me. Church, I'll tell you, even until today, I ask God, how can your presence be a reality? How can the realm of the spirit be a reality to me? First he said, take my word as the roadmap. I can lift up my hands here and we are two of us. And I say, Father, I know you are in our midst. I know that. Why would I know? Because the word of God says he is. And why would I know? I'm more sensitive and I'm growing to be more sensitive to his presence than ever before. So I say, Father, thank you. I know your presence is in our midst. I know that. I know that. So this, why would I know that? Why would I know fast? It's because his word says so. And secondly, it's because there is an inner witness of the spirit through what? Practicing to listen to him and obey him. We just know that. And when things are not working right and I know that I'm grieved the Holy Spirit, I just know it. I just know it. It's something, Lord. Will you let me know what that is, Lord? Let me know, sir. And he's still listening and said, Lord, let me know what is that. What's that? I feel a bit troubled. What is this? I prayed for a certain, I think I said a little bit on Sunday. Um, we'd gone somewhere. And I think I say somewhere, I think of a little tin. When she's bored in the house, she said, Babdi, take me somewhere. So where is somewhere? Somewhere. Somewhere, she wants to go out, in, but somewhere is a good place. Let's, or let's then come out of the gate and walk out here. Say, no, somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then she wants to add, somewhere, then you buy me chocolate. Oh, I know there's a shopping mall. <laughs> but, but, but we are going somewhere. Now, somewhere, you know, when I say somewhere, it's good, okay? <laughs> so I'm going somewhere. And then, um, it's a little girl, I think she's 22 or 22 or 24. She'd been serving us. And then when the crowd agreed on a certain amount of money, 
she's going to help us, uh, you know, and we are going to pay. I gave that to Tina to talk with her. And then uh, I asked Tina, so tell me, how much are you paying her? And uh, he said such and such an amount. Okay, almost, okay, you pay that, but I'm going to add almost double it, the amount. Okay. You're giving that part of, yeah, I'm doing that. That's what we are doing. <laughs> you pay the amount you said you're going to pay, but I'm almost doubling now the amount. So I, I, I gave her the amount. So when we said, uh, so we, we stood with her and asked her, so, so, Gina, so remind me how much you had agreed. Uh, she said such an amount. I said, now we are going to give you that amount. She said, thank you. Thank you. So you're welcome. By the way, are you born again? No, that's where the, the bait has already gone. <laughs> she says, no. I said, probably. Then the Lord brought us here for you to be born again. She said, probably, yes. I said, well, let's make it now real. A reality of our coming here for you. And we led, led her to the Lord. And, and I said, and I'm going, Trina and I are going to lay hands on, on you. So put your hands on her. And I said, pray. I, I felt a sharp pain right in here, in, in my, my belly. But I knew that was more on her soul, not the physical body. And I said, and there's, a, there's healing that is happening for the things that you've gone through in your, in your life. Ah, ah, she started weeping. She wept and wept and she cried. She did exactly that. She cried and she cried. And ladies, you know, hold each other. Men will be told, brother, wipe your tears over But as I never, never want to pray for a, for a lady without a, a lady there. I'm not going to hold her. You understand? I'm born again. <laughs> so, so anyway, Tina held, held her and they held each other. Ah, oh, she wept and wept and wept. She sent a text that evening to Tina and said, Thank you. You've blessed me and I'm saved. That's wonderful. Now, look, look at this. It's just when, I, when you lay hands on people, just forget about being a pastor. You understand? I'm talking about a believer. Believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Not pastors. So when you lay hands on people, or if, when you do it, always practice the presence of God over and over again until you will know things in your heart. Sometimes you don't have even vocabulary for them, but because you've practiced, you will know things in your heart. What is happening? The word is the roadmap. The second thing, the inside is the Holy Spirit. The third, pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues. What does that do? It activates your spirit to be sensitive to the, to, to the presence of God. Sensitive to the Spirit of God. And the Spirit of God is the presence of God. He'll breathe. He doesn't come without that. He is. He's the glory of the Father. And then to make sure that there is a continuous flow continuous flow in your life of that uh, presence of God. Have an attitude of thanksgiving. 
Have an attitude of praise, of worship. Have an attitude of thanksgiving all the time. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship. That is a continuous flow. It allows a continuous flow. Oh, glorious Lord. I've, I've, I've heard over the years, I'm, I'm believing God for like a thousand shillings, you know, special over the years. And then someone gives me 50 bob. Oh, I knew what to do. And I've never stopped. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I will thank the Lord until it starts coming out of my belly. So, really, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But and, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm not talking about that attitude. I'm talking about from just deep within you. It's like until it starts coming from within me. I, I did uh, uh, recently. Uh, I was given an envelope, and it, it had uh, 250 shillings. You know, 250 shillings. And it was, this is, this is for you. Uh, and, and the person, this is for you, it's 250 shillings in that, in, that, in that envelope. Oh, I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I did until it came from my hand. I shouted. I know I'm keeping that flow with thanksgiving, with praise. It opens a door. Practice that. Practice. You'll have that murmuring and complaining spirit outside there. And when you, when you have that continual thanksgiving and praise, I'm telling you, provision is assured. Provision is assured. You've realized when you are happy, that's when you start even singing. Have you, have you noticed that? So you can maintain that. That means when, when you sing, listen this. The joy of the Lord is not a feeling. It's supernatural. And how is, that, is it activated? By an act of will, with thanksgiving, with praise, with, with thanksgiving to the Lord. God, for your good. You started that way by faith, but the Holy Spirit takes over. And all of a sudden, you're just thankful. I was truly thankful for that 250 shillings. I was praying for a certain young man. Ah, no, he came to me, actually, one, uh, recently after the service. And, uh, and he said, Pastor, do you remember you prayed for me? And, and, and I got the intern. Yeah, I mean the internship uh, in a place. You prayed for me. And I came to say thank you. That young man got into his pocket and removed a hundred bomb. Oh, I saw myself in the 90s. And I was touched by that. I saw myself. I've known when I've gone to a meeting and I've zero in my pocket. I remember that move-on convention of Apostle Harry Das in your stadium, and I went in 1997, and I went to the front, said, God, I don't have anything to give except myself. Take this offering. And I went back. So he gave me that 100 shillings. That was so precious. And the Lord started speaking to me in this manner. That was not for you. That is for him. So now I receive, uh, someone has given me a seed, even if it's 50 bob. That's not for me. That's for that person. 
ask for that person. It's precious. If I look at it as that person and I see it as a seed and I see it as a faith of that individual, I can lift it up before the Lord and honor God with it. And God honors every bit of it. Don't ever be ashamed of your seed. That's your seed. Now, there are others that I've sown, and I know that's for me now. <laughs> They'll get a harvest, but that's for me. I needed this money. You understand that? <laughs> and I said, like, this is for me. Whoa, Lord. <laughs> I just needed this. And, and, and he started showing me this of the widow of Zarephath. That was not for Elijah. Come on now. That was not for Elijah. Elijah had been eating, had been, was being fed by ravens. That was not for Elijah. But she brought that for herself. Don't ever be ashamed of your seed. You always make sure of faith. If you have to drop even a coin, that's all that you have. It's your seed. And do it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Now look at this. So if one gives me a shilling, you think I'm going to say, so na pati amchungaji shiringi. Shilingi loacha kununua vitu kitambo. Oh no, not at all, not at all. But listen, this uh, uh, church that has been Tina is my witness that has been practiced. I've practiced that for over twenty years. Now so deep in need. And you need it like a hundred bob and you're given ten bob. Where I've gone, you know, you're preaching and you, you pick up, I remember preaching Dandora, and I've, you know, you have, I've walked even there. I've prepared for that message of preaching revelation knowledge. And when your offering comes, it's 40 bob. Coins, ten bob, one shilling, one shilling, one shilling. <laughs> My trousers self is worn out and then he's being the, the pockets have been torn by the shillings. <laughs> and I'm telling you, the Lord had me to practice Thanksgiving. So listen to this. I'm, I'm speaking about Thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Listen to this. I'll never preach for money. I'll never preach for money. That there is an arrangement for me to make. I don't know how much money. I'll not come. Keep your money. I'll, not, I'll never preach for money. Why? Because Tina and I practice giving. Preach for money. That's difficult. Why oh, you went quiet? Listen to this part. As I finish, that attitude of thanksgiving, praise, and worship keeps that presence on me. The murmuring, the complaining opens such a door to the enemy, uh, for the enemy to attack the children of Israel that many died. Let me be, speak some things here. Okay, if you don't agree with them, we are watching. If you don't agree with them, that's upon you. <laughs> but this is my conviction. God is restoring things in this nation. I'm seeing, I was telling the leaders last evening, I'm seeing men and women of God started coming back to Kenya that had not been coming for years. 
Why? Because of some things that have been done to them. Much of it was money. <laughs> but some ministers of the gospel that are all true. Their God is their belly. So, but they're coming. They're coming back. And, 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 and new, new if, in fact, not even them, that those used to come. Because, you know, people like Maurice Cerullo is Dr. Maurice Cerullo is in heaven. Uh, Renard Bonke is in heaven. You know, you, you understand? Just the, several of them have gone to heaven. Who else can I remember? But we used to come here. You know, people, Derek, Derek Prince has been in heaven for a long time. But, but, but we're having new ministers now, and a new breed, a new generation coming up and coming to bless Kenya. God is restoring some things there in Kenya. And the other day I was watching, I was watching uh, Pastor Dogas, Doc, Dogas Rigadi, you know, in Dr. Cindy Trim, I think he's still in, t- in town, in, in uh, Daughters of Zion, in the Apostle, in Bishop Cuna's church, and Bis- Bishop Cuna and Catherine, uh, Bishop Cuna and Pastor Catherine, you know, those ones. Uh, and uh, and I, I saw the Pastor Dogas, of course, she was there, and, and she came up. And I said, come on, you know, they, they, they said all the good things of, of the, the second lady and all that. When she came up, she said, oh, come on, lift up your hands and praise the Lord. She's just speaking in tongues. I'm thinking like, which country? How many countries do you have? First lady, second lady, praying in tongues. But believer becomes so political, political, uh, politically brainwashed until all that they sue his party. But look at this. That's an amazing thing. Then I encourage you. Stay with Joshua and Caleb. Don't move around with the ten spies. The ten spies will complain and complain and die. But I believe if we, we keep thanksgiving before God and, and, and we pray for the president and we pray for his deputy, there are things that are, that are not right. But listen, they won't become good by us complaining. There are things that need to be fixed in our nation. Come on now, there are things that need to be fixed in our nation. So many. But how do you do that? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for our nation. Thank you, Lord. Are you, are you, hey, hey. We just went through a nation which looked like it was going to burn. God kept giving us that Psalm 35. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Are those bipartisan talks bringing anything? We don't care, but thank you, Lord. <laughs> That is our attitude. That's our attitude. And that's what we should, we should maintain. Listen, that actually maintains his presence around us. Let's go again to Psalm 5, verse 12, and then we finish. <clears throat> Let me see if I read it from the Passion Translation. We had read it in, from the New King James Version, of course, uh, more memorizing from the New... Okay, New King James Version. But listen this in, in verse, verse 11. 
from the Passion says this, but let them all be glad. Those who turn aside to hide themselves in you, where do you hide? You hide in his presence. And he says this, may they keep shouting for joy forever. Not once in a time, once in a while, it's may they keep shouting for joy forever. Overshadow them in what? In your presence as they sing and rejoice. Now you have the answer right there. Are you seeing that? Overshadow them in your presence as they sing and rejoice. Never lose your song, church. He's given me a new song. A song of rejoicing. Even when things are so dark. I have a song. Oh, God is good. Oh, he's... And, and you, can, you can have yours until you have fun. Your good, good, good. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Until the Lord said, now, which, where did this come from? <laughs> I said, but you're having fun when things are hard. May they keep shouting for joy forever. Overshadow them in your presence as they sing and rejoice. What is that singing and rejoicing doing? It's provoking his presence. Overshadow them. What is that? That's God coming all around you as a shield. And he says this, then every love of your name will burst forth with endless joy. Let's go, Father. Is that the last one? Lord, how wonderfully you bless the righteous. Your favor wraps around each one and covers them under your canopy of kindness and joy. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go to that keyboard, brother. <laughs> and, 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 and pray softly. And let's just thank the Lord and bless him. Will you lift up your... Stand up, please, on your feet. And... Oh, I just want to praise you. Thank you, Father. Now you've heard the word. Just go ahead and let's practice Thank you, Father. Just thank Him. God, He practice His presence right here. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Just worship Him. Worship him. Just adore him and practice his presence. His presence. His fullness of joy. And I exalt your holy name. Your precious Lord. Your precious Lord In your presence Lord There's fullness of joy And at your right and the pleasures forevermore You're worthy of our praise You're worthy 
worthy of a praise, our King. Just holy, worthy of our praise. I believe and ever before you want to reveal your presence to your people but Jesus said this is eternal life that you may know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you sent His presence is known by those who seek is to know His ways. When you seek Him and you want to know His ways, His presence shall abide in you and will be evident upon you. Remember the words of Jesus in that John 14. He says, If one really loves me, we will come. Be loved by my Father, and we will come and make our home abode with Him. You see, that is dependent on the individual's decision to love God and to honor Him. God has already done everything through His Son, Jesus Christ. He's made it possible for us to enter into His presence. So it's us, the choices that we make to honor His Word, to be aware of His Word and His promises, and to, to endeavor to seek Him and to walk in His ways. But His presence will be visible upon our lives, in our lives. Father, I know your people are hungry and thirst for your presence. That's why they're here this evening. Pray, Father, for the, the reality of that presence in their lives. As you felt empty, fill them right now, I ask you, Father. As you felt like inadequate, Father, at your presence right now. Surround them as with a shield. Just thank you. Just thank you for his presence.